Welcome to Ariana Answers. I'm Dr. Ariana Brandolini, a clinical psychologist who lives in New York City. Every week, I answer a life question submitted by a listener like you. Would you like your question answered? Head over to the description of this video to submit. Now, let's jump into this week's episode. Some good clues about where your boundaries lie or where they're being violated is when you're feeling stress, frustration, depletion, or resentment is a big one. Dear Dr. Ariana, while I love my parents, this pandemic has left us all bored and at each other's beck and call. My parents are fully aware that my husband and I and our newborn baby have no other plans, so they assume that we will spend our free time with them. They plead with us to let them see their grandchild at least once a week, quote unquote, and are devastated when I tell them we're busy on weekends, even after seeing them for lunch or a visit that week. I find myself torn between catering to my parents' desire to see our daughter and giving my husband the free time he deserves after working hard during the week. He loves my parents, but at the end of the day, seeing them is not a relaxing experience. I'm aware of setting boundaries, but find it difficult to do so when I have no quote-unquote excuses during this pandemic. For example, where are we going? Who are we seeing? My parents take this emptiness as an opportunity to spend the day with us in a happy COVID-free environment and see no reason why we shouldn't spend the afternoon with them. It's taking a toll on my mental health and giving me such a feeling of guilt, even though I know how unhealthy their attachment and request for our valuable time is. Am I wrong for wanting my own time with my nuclear family when my parents get such joy from seeing us? Ah, family right? So let's talk about boundaries. Boundaries are often very confusing for people because they don't really know what they actually are. So let's talk a little bit about that because when you know what boundaries are, you'll be much more likely to be able to recognize your own and then enforce them in order to live a much happier and stress-free life. Boundaries help define us. They determine what is me, what is not me, what is mine and what is not mine. They are our personal limits. Physical boundaries in the world around us are easy to see, right? Property lines are designated through walls and doors. um, So we can see when someone's property begins and, and ends. For example, if you own a house, you have a deed to that property that says, this is the property that I own and I am responsible for. You know the address, you know exactly where the land begins and ends. If something breaks on your property, you are responsible to fix it. If there's something on your property that you don't like, it's your responsibility to get rid of it. You're responsible to keep the grass cut, to clean the pool. You can decorate it however you like because it's yours. You have the right, because you own the property, to choose who comes onto it, where, and when. You might allow some people into your garden, for example, but not in the main house. You might allow some people into the main house, but maybe not in your bedroom. When someone breaks into your property or tries to steal it, it is your responsibility to defend it and kick that person out, right? Whether it's calling 911 or forcibly removing them, if you don't do anything, they're just going to run amok, right? You have the right to designate who has access to certain parts of your property and who doesn't. Now imagine I bring you to like this really big expanse of land and I say, your property's somewhere on here. Go build a house on it. 
and defend it. That will probably be really stressful because you'll be like, where am I going to build my house? What if I build my house and it's on someone else's land and then I have to tear it down? Or what if someone else builds on my land and then I have to get them out, right? It would be chaos, not only for us, but also for the people around us. That is why we have legal procedures in place to define property boundaries and ownership to protect us and to protect the people around us. So this also applies to our spiritual and our emotional world. Boundaries are just as real, but they're just harder to see. Part of being healthy is defining these boundaries for ourselves so that we can protect and nurture our love, our resources, our time, and our energy. And when we protect them, we can invest them in the right places, in ourselves, in our loved ones, in the things that we value. If we don't know what our boundaries are or how to guard them, we become frustrated, depleted, resentful, depressed, and anxious. When we have clear boundaries, we have freedom because we know what is ours to own and what we have responsibility for. We also know what is not ours to own and what we do not have responsibility for, even if someone really wants us to take that responsibility and tries to put it on us. If I know what's mine, I can do what I want with it. I have the right to do whatever is on my property, whatever I want to do with my property without having to justify it or explain it to my neighbors. It's none of their business, right? They might ask, but you don't actually have to give them an answer. If I don't own my life, then my choices and opinions become very limited and I feel powerless. Properties that we own also have things like gates and fences and doors to keep things that we love and value inside and safe, to keep things dangerous and bad out. Spiritual and emotional boundaries also help keep the good stuff in that will nurture us and also keep the bad stuff that will damage us out. But sometimes we have bad stuff inside that we probably need to let out and it might be beneficial to actually have some good stuff to come in. So this is why boundaries are permeable. Think of them more like fences with gates rather than walls. The important thing is that they're permeable enough to allow things that we choose to move in and out of our property, but strong enough to keep out harmful things that try to break in. So I'm going to give you some examples of boundaries so that you can kind of understand this a little bit better, right? So number one, physical boundaries, things like your skin. Your physical self is where you first learn that you are separate from other people. This happens as kids. Your, our skin protects our bones. It protects our organs. It protects us from infection. It also has openings to let good things in, like food. It also has openings to let bad things out, like sweat and other things, right? Who we let touch our skin and our bodies that is a sign of a boundary. Geographical distance is another example of a physical boundary. When you're visiting family and they want you to stay in their home, but you know that you're probably going to end up resentful and depleted, so it might be better to stay in a hotel. Or after you graduate from college and you move home and you're like, it'd be better for everybody if I actually just move a little bit away. It can be next door, but just not in the same place. Right, so those are physical boundaries. There's also time boundaries. 
We all have 24 hours in a day. All of us. You decide how you allot your time. Like how many hours are allotted to work? How many hours are allotted to sleep? Hobbies or fun. You also decide who you give your time to. Sometimes seeing certain people less can actually improve relationships as can setting boundaries around how much time you spend at work versus how much time you can spend with your family. That can be healthy too, right? You own your time, even if sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Are you enjoying this podcast? Make sure you head over to the description of this episode to download the companion worksheet. Number three, there's resource boundaries. For example, your money, what you choose to buy, what you choose to invest in, what you choose to donate to, who you choose to borrow or lend your money to, shall I say. Also your possessions, like your clothes or your car. Who do you allow to drive it? Number four, emotional boundaries. That's like feelings. This is separating your feelings from other people's. Violations of this boundary look like taking responsibility for another person's feelings or letting someone else's feelings dictate your own, blaming other people for how you feel. There's also our emotional energy. Do you say yes to too many things? What activities and people leave you feeling drained and what activities and people leave you feeling actually filled up. Would you like me to read your letter? Click on the description of this video to submit your question. Many of us don't have a good understanding of boundaries because we weren't taught or modeled them when we were kids. We aren't equipped with the tools to define our boundaries and to protect them because we didn't have anyone to show us how. Many of us grew up in environments where our boundaries were constantly being violated. For example, those who've gone through physical or sexual trauma sometimes struggle with physical boundaries because they were taught that their property didn't begin at their skin and that others could invade their property and do with it what they wanted. Or maybe you grew up with a mother who always held you responsible for her emotional state. Look how you made me upset. Look what you made me do. Or a family member might have emotionally dumped on you and overshared things that you were not equipped to handle and was not appropriate or healthy for you. Saying no is the most powerful way to set healthy boundaries. Why is it so hard for so many of us? When parents teach that saying no or that a boundary is bad, They're teaching them that they don't don't have agency, choice, or control, and others can do with them as they wish. To feel safe and empowered, kids need to have the power to say things like, no, I don't like that, I disagree, stop that. When we haven't been taught how to say no, sometimes we can struggle with something called meshing, which is when we default to other people's opinions, likes, or dislikes, We're not quite sure where ours ends and where others begins, right? It's harder to know what we like and we kind of adopt stuff from other people around us. It can also keep us from recognizing when something or someone is bad for us before it's too late, right? Like getting into abusive relationships. 
oftentimes we're taught or given the implicit message that something bad would happen if we were to set a boundary. And we struggle with doing that now because of fear, right? It can be fear of abandonment, fear that a person will leave us or stopping in relationship with us, fear of hurting other people's feelings, fear of being seen as bad or selfish, or even fear of someone's anger. So where do we go from here? We're not going to be very good at setting boundaries if you don't even know what ours look like, right? So that's the first step. Make space to learn where your boundaries lie. This is going to take some practice and it's going to be a process. So be patient with yourself. You're going to make plenty of mistakes and that's okay. That's actually how you learn. Some good clues about where your boundaries lie or where they're being violated is when you're feeling stress, frustration, depletion, or resentment is a big one. So take some time this week to evaluate different parts of your property, your body, your emotions, your resources, your energy, your love. Are there unwelcome people you're allowing onto your property? Are you giving parts of your property away to people who aren't taking care of it? Are there some areas that need to be repaired? Maybe take one thing this week or this month, and that's the thing that you can decide to work on. If you have questions about how to establish boundaries, I encourage you to go listen to episode three, where I actually talk about assertive communication and how to have hard conversations and relationships. It should give you some practical tools and direction on how to actually set and practice some of these boundaries. Would you like me to read your letter? Click on the description of this video to submit your question. So thank you so much to the listener who wrote in. I hope this was helpful. Final words, figure out where your boundaries with your parents lie, your time and your energy, right? It might be designating how much time you spend by hour or how many days a week you see each other. That is your property line. Remember, it's our responsibility to defend our property. That's really, really hard with family because so many feelings come up. But recognize that you don't owe anyone an explanation or an excuse for what you do with what you own. That is your right as a human being. Just saying no and leaving it at that or saying we're spending family time might be uncomfortable. But I encourage you to step into courage and sit with that discomfort. Doesn't mean you have to be a jerk about it. You can say it in kindness, but firmly. The more you do it, the easier it will get. And eventually your parents will get the message. They might be upset at first, but again, remember, you're not responsible for their emotions, right? That is on their property, and you don't have to be cleaning up what's not yours. <laughs>